God, we're back again. Brothers, sisters, everybody saying, gonna bring the flame, I'll show you how. Got a question for you, better answer now. Fabnam, there's only one question. Are you ready for the three amigos? Let's get on it like a car bonnet. Rap! <laughs> <laughs> Uh. One for each other and all for one The three brave amigos are we Brother to brother and everyone A brave amigo Wherever they need us Our destinies lead us Amigos, we're always together Hello and welcome to the all-new Three Amigos FBL show. I am FBL Marple and I'm joined by my two amigos, Dale, at Chef, Dale H, and Mars, who you just heard there, at Mars05. You're all very welcome to the show. And um, those of you who followed us over from the Fan Feud pod, you're very welcome. And if you're a new listener, um, check us out at Three Amigos FPL. Lads, welcome on the show. Mars, that was brilliant. Uh, have you been practicing that one for long? Uh, all day, all day on the train. I've been like, you know, sucking myself up. You know, I, I promised the fam that I will do uh, uh, this episode in lingo, but I said we need 1,000 followers. But I want to give respect to the guys that followed, you know, the man them that followed me uh, and listened. And uh, I just wanted to give them a little bit of a taster. And when we get to 1,000, my promise is the whole episode is going to be in fam lam lingo and it's going to be sick. Oh, I can't wait for that one. We've only got another about 800 to go, but uh, we'll make it. We've only had the account open for about a day, so um, it's not too bad at all. Um, Dale, how are you doing, buddy? How's uh, how? What does it feel like to be part of the Three Amigos? It's it's the best feeling ever in the world. I've got to say, when I told my great Twitter buddies, it's it's going to be a great inaugural pod. I'm 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 not as excited as Mars, but I'm not far off. <laughs> and um, tell me, well, sure, we'll talk about game week twenty three. How was um, how was it for you? How did it work out? I know you hit um, the wild card button. Yeah, I hit the wild card button. I I got seventy two points. Um, Captain Kane, which worked out. My defensive bits. I had Luke Shaw, Alonso. So yeah, I had Son as well, which who I kept from the double game week, and he did he did me some massive favors. So it wasn't too bad. Could have been better. I mean, I took uh, Aaron Ramsey in, and I originally had the Ox, and we all know that turned out. So that was a, my only real gripe with the game week. But 72 is a solid score, so you can't knock that. Yeah, well, I had a bit of a poor one. I had 57 points. Um, didn't work out. I went for the risky Jesse Lingard captain pick. Um, fancied myself in Monday Night Football um, captain pick, but uh, I don't think I'll ever do that again. Painful watching Man United, really hoping that uh, that they're going to hammer a team. And, you know, it's not worth waiting for. Basically, definitely wasn't worth waiting for for me anyway. Uh, Mars, buddy, how was your game week 23? Any any better than, than Dale? It, 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 uh, it was fantastic, mainly because of the Liverpool score. But um, FBL-wise, uh, yeah, it was uh, actually one better than Dale. I got 77, but minus four. So, 73... Um, no, I was really happy with it. I did. I have. I have a plan for the next few weeks, and my phase one of the plan was to bring Alonso in, 
um, for Norton, which really, you know, it was it was sad. I did I did a, I did a farewell to Norton on Twitter because he did serve me some six point and nine point, and that was pretty much it. Apart from that, he was just warming the bench. Um, and then, yeah, I, I brought in Lingard uh, and took out Ali. But that was always a plan because my next move is Salah. So I needed to free some money. I don't regret it, To be honest, it was between Ali and so, or Son to go. And I just decided to follow my heart and go with the guy that I prefer and prefer watching play. And I just think always Ali has a card in him. So it worked out well. Uh, I was live. Actually, I was watching, watching him and came live at <clears throat> uh, the Spurs. Everton came out Wembley. So it was absolutely brilliant. And... He's such a wonderful footballer. The, the, the guy just doesn't stop running. He's got the skills. He's got the finishing. Uh, my issue is, uh, my plan was to take him out for Salah. And I probably still will do that because I just can't go without Salah. Uh, but probably will bring him back if I decide to downgrade, uh, you know, Aguero to Firmino or something like that. But apart from that, the usual suspect, I had Arnie, who, who did well for me. Uh, again, we said, we said if you bring him in for the double game week, uh, the blank game week, and a double game week, uh, make sure that you stick with him because they had good pictures and, and it came true, you know, if you had Arnie or Lanzini. Um, apart from that, I was really happy that I only got five points from my three city defenders because for me, selfishly, Liverpool comes first. So, um, you know, I, was, I, I don't have any issues with Otamendi getting a minus one at all in this game, but he can repay me back later. And that was pretty much it, yeah. yeah. Not, not a bad game week. Not a bad one at all. Um, I took my uh, took my eye off the FPL game altogether for for that game. I really enjoyed it. I had four players in it. They all only Firmino did something um, for me, but I couldn't care less with the final whistle. Um, but um, as you said there, actually, Son, we're in a similar situation because Son was always my plan too to take out for Salah for this coming game week. But um, he looks so good at his price, and and so I'm basically I think I'm going to hold fire on that for now. Um, it'll be between him and Mavericks probably to come out for Salah for next game week. I feel nervous not having Salah coming into um, the Swansea game, but um, I'm hoping Firmino might might carry the the Liverpool weight a little bit for me for um, for game week yeah, 24. Yeah, and, and, and he might, and he might. The, the issue is I don't have Firmino either, and for me, not going without any Liverpool is just is nothing to do with the you know being a Liverpool fan. Just from an FAL point of view, you could easily double up on those guys, even triple up, uh, you know. And we'll talk about it later, we'll discuss Son and, and that in, in, you know, in more details later because we have questions about it. But it is going to be a really tough decision. And I'm holding off because I'm worried about the price range. But actually, I think Son, Son went up the same time. Because, you know, I said I have phase one, phase two, phase three. So every phase depends on the price ranges. And I've got about 0.3 um, uh, movement that, I'm, that, I, that I can allow and still do my moves. Um, and I'm still at 0.3 only because Son went up. Uh, the same time as Salah went up, so I got lucky. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's going to be a tough one. It really is. This um, talking actually of prices going up and down. We'll move on actually to section one of the show, which is the big talking point. Um, I, I mentioned this as a topic, and um, I got some or blowback from you on it. So um, I'm anticipating some smart-ass comments. But um, it's to do with the price drop algorithm. It's like um, I noticed a lot of people talking about it too. Was Salah didn't do any, didn't have any price drops, despite the fact that he was dropped by hundreds of thousands of managers. And yet, after one week and um, getting in, I think 100k new managers, he got a price increase. Do you think there is a mystery, or is it think that it's just people like me just having a storm in a teacup? 
No, there's definitely a mystery. I think last season, your price changes sites like Fix, they could predict the price changes with such a degree of accuracy we come to rely on it. And this season, the, uh, it's, this isn't the first time you know that we've, we've been talking about this on Twitter, about players not dropping or not rising. Um, so they've definitely tweaked the algorithm. Um, I mean, like you say, 100,000 people brought him in and he had a rise, but 500,000 people took him out and he didn't drop. So, you know, I, I don't even know what's going on. I think the lesson we've all learned is don't rely on price changes to do it. Don't rely on price changes to do your transfers. It's, yeah, because it, it's kind of killed me though, because part of my reasoning when I took out Salah, um, for the blank game week, and when he was when he was missing, you know, the, remember he like I think it was three weeks in total, or was it only two matches he was missing for? But um, I took him out, and I was banking on there being price drops to bring him back in again. Money was tight, like, and I was looking at my plans, and I was going, yeah, no, I'll be able to bring him back in then, and um, based on him losing like point two, but yeah, um, he didn't lose anything, and so I my problem the is then I I haven't been able to bring him in now, and I'm gonna have to probably you know change my strategy, take a minus four to actually get him back in. Um, I mean, I'll, t- I'll, tweet, I'll tweet things. I mean, I was, I was the same. Like, I had a point, I could afford to lose the point two. I thought he might have come down point one and only lost 100k, which I can live with. But now he's gone up and it's, you know, now it's going to cost me 300k to get him back. So it's, it's you know, it is what it is. He's the highest point scoring player in the game. He's on course to it 300 points. So you just got to bite the bullet and get him back in, I think. But I'll be interested to help Mars has got to say about it. No, it's, it's, it's not about that. I agree, but to be honest, the way I think about it is like, I can't control it, so I'm not going to stress about it, to be honest. Like, uh, yeah, I, I was I, I was one of those guys who jumped late on Salah, to be honest. So I didn't lose as much, but I did lose about 0.4, and I was hoping that would come down to 0.2. But I always made had enough money to bring him back at the price that he was at, just to be safe. But people talk about the talking to- the talking topic of the week. Boys, there's only one talking topic. We got Salah. Bobby Firmino. But we saw Coutinho. No one gives a fuck because we got Salah. This is the talking point. Is They might as well just give up on 2018, top of the pops, X Factor, everything. This is the winner. <laughs> what was get, going on there? Get this man I, on X Factor. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Free Amigos got on the voice. What was the name of the of the band? He was um that band. He was really repping earlier on in the season. Raksu, yeah. He's uh that was beautiful. <laughs> I, that's that's that song went uh, went bananas. I saw that on um over here, like I just seen uh, just on my Facebook feed, and I was going. Uh, first of all, you know when you see these videos, sometimes you see some lad sitting in his room and he's um doing a singing into a camera and you're going oh my god the poor guy like i don't even want to watch this it's going to be cringeworthy he's going to get completely abused and bullied and everything over and uh and but l- i listened to it and i have to say i told he did yeah he it ended was, up on uh, soccer yeah he did yeah totally when yeah. he was mad sure i seen him on, i seen him on another thing he was on a flipping stage it was like he was a flipping celebrity he was he was there on a stage uh singing it to a live crowd as well i was like did he actually sing it at the game um, I heard. No, I d- I, they probably did a bit because your man played it over the intercom, right? He played on the um, the sound guy at Anfield played it. 
But um, I know a few of the Liverpool, the, the thing it went popular and then all of a sudden they realised that he's actually a comedian. He's like your stage, he's a performer. He's not actually, that's not what he actually looks like. He was ah, doing okay. it as a ah, okay. So, um, so I think when they realised that, that it was, uh, they kind of didn't bother doing, uh, doing it at the game then. And he probably is a Liverpool fan, like, but it's just, I thought his outfit did look a bit too perfect and the little, the little Ronnie and the tash. And it was his tash that got me. Yeah, the Ronnie as we call it here. Is that what it's called, the Ronnie? <laughs> it's, yeah. the Liverpool bed, it's the Liverpool bed sheets and an adult bed. That's what got me in the back. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one. Even the way the bed wasn't made, it looked like I was, my OCD head was just going, oh man. But, uh, that's that's a good talking point. Uh, Dale, have you another talking point for us of the week or is uh, are you happy to move on to our listener uh, I'm question? Happy, I'm, I'm happy to move on. I think uh, we should, on Mazzy's uh, little cameo, we should we should end the section one. Excellent. So uh, this is listener questions. Um, thanks, Mel, to all of our listeners. We got tons in this week, um, and it was great to see. A, a lot of people were very happy to see us back. So it was um, Dale Mahutsu. I'll go to you first on this one. He's one of our regular questioners. He said he thought our tweet was actually a troll tweet, but uh, Yahoo! It's great to have you all back. He was questioning whether to to double up on the Chelsea defence or go for um, a, an Arsenal double up, so Mustafi or Monreal. Which do you reckon? Um, the problem with Arsenal at the minute, they're in disarray. They got beat by Bournemouth. They're gonna lose probably the best player. Um, I mean Ozil's future's surrounded with uh, uncertainty. It's they're, they're a club in real disarray. Um, I mean the fixtures are not bad. They're pretty nice, but it's just the way they're in disarray that uh, I would have me worried without we've taken on their back line. Um, but they've got transfers in the mix. I mean, they've got uh, Aubameyang maybe coming in. Um, there's been talk of Malcolm coming in. Um, so depends how their their um, them signings hit the ground running. You know, to, to whether their defensive assets are worth taking on. But they've been shown that they can be got out at the back. Um, I'd be going with a Chelsea double up myself personally. If you've got one, why not have two? You know, if you if you haven't got Alonso by now, I think he's as much of an essential as Salah is, to be honest. Um, so I've I've seen plenty of teams with uh, Alonso, Aspilicueta double up. Um, so I would be going with the Chelsea double up myself personally. Yeah, rather than Arsenal. Um, yeah, Alonso's in for me, but um, so and as you mentioned, I think he is probably essential. The the rationality is definitely the seven mil. A seven mil defender, um, he's going to outperform Anthony. You're going to get from a seven mil like a midfielder, or forward. You just need to think of him. You need to think of him like a midfielder, really. That's what I do. That's it. It's a midfielder like who can score max clean sheet points. That, that's yeah, that's the way you're basically. For me, I think of it like it's. A, I'm playing a two. It's a two-five-two two formation. I'm playing basically. It's um. Yeah. If you look at their fixtures, I mean they're not too bad neither. Um, and they've got Brighton, Bournemouth, Watford, West Brom in the next four. Then they play Man United away, but you'd fancy them to get a clean sheet there because of the way Mourinho will possibly set up. So that's an, the next five game weeks. They've got a good shot at getting five clean sheets. Because um, Con- I mean, Conte is setting them up a bit more defensively now because we're coming to the business end of the season. Uh, they've got Man City in 29, but you know, after I mean, that's but. That's quite a good set of fixtures to have. 
So that's what appeals to me, really. Just to add, there's, there's two things I would mention here. If, if Why double up? Why not just go get a United? Then you have a United and Chelsea and or, defender. That's, that's my first question, if he doesn't have a, a United defender. Because they're just as good at clean sheets. Maybe um, he has a United defender, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's why like, it's, it's, it's worth understanding the team. The second one is, just be careful doubling up on anybody, you know, already, especially depending on how many City players you have, because we don't know who's going to be blanking in game week 28. But if, if, Arsenal win, if Arsenal win and they go to the final and you have double up on Arsenal and you have three City players, that's five players that they're, gonna, they're not playing one game. So yeah, just, true. Just be careful uh, with, with doubling I'll, I'll up on... Yeah, just be careful. Yeah, and I, even the City, that's something we... I think a lot of people. I have a I have a Man City triple up, and that's going to be part of my plan for the next few weeks. Is to is to shed shed definitely. Uh, Fernandinho will be will be for the chop block at some point. But um, I mean, yeah, the thing is, we United have got Spurs, uh, Chelsea, and Liverpool in the next six weeks, so they're not ideal fixtures to to have. No, fair point. We'd love to see Salah up against Jones. That'll be funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You literally, you'll see plenty of new, confused uh, Phil Jones gifts afterwards. But, if you um, don't get, if you don't get injured. Yeah, yeah, probably. But um, the uh, move on, we might, we'll probably be talking about the Man United assets later on. So don't want to use up. I know you lads don't have too much good material, like so. I don't want to use it on you. Surely, <laughs> burn. Uh, Mars uh, Bill JW75 was asking is Son worth keeping through Spurs bad fixtures we did talk about Son a little while ago um, but um, I think he's worth keeping through I think he's probably probably actually can score against anyone realistically well, ex- ex- that, that was going to be my point people say bad fixtures Southampton away is not a bad fixture if, if, <laughs> it, it, my, my first answer would be depending on your team for example I want Salah back so I will do anything to get him back, which means that I might have to to let go of Son, because you know financially that's the uh, you know I looked at so many different ways, you know to, to to get rid of other players apart from Son, but it just doesn't work, and that was my plan, and I knew it, and it's going to be difficult. So depending on your team, do you need to get rid of? If your team is fine and you've got Salah, you kept him. And if we've got, for example, Salah Hazard on Son, you be, should be getting rid of Hazard before Son. Because I know we're all holding, hoping that Hazard will deliver and they have good pictures. But at the moment, Son is delivering. And that's the big difference. So go with the now rather than the few, than hoping. Go with what's happening. But if I look at their pictures, they've got Southampton away. Then they've got United at home. And at home, I can see, you know, the way, to be honest, watching <clears throat> Spurs at Wembley, I was really, really impressed watching them live. You see the movement of the players. Their front, you know, we talk about Fab 4, Fab 3, Fab whatever. Son, Ali, Ericsson and Kane. The movement is just unbelievable. And the one player that I was really impressed with, not much to do with FBL, but um, Dembele. Because I always thought he was just picked up by the Spurs players. But he is a beast in the field and helps, you know, the tackling, the passing, he's composed and helps those those front four. They they know they've got Dembele and Dyer behind them so they can do all these the movement. So, at, uh, can I see Spurs beating United? Oh, absolutely, I can see them beating United at Wembley. And then, they've, okay, they've got Liverpool at home. Again, I think, it, it, uh, sorry, Liverpool away. I think it's going to be a, a really open game. Anything can happen. And like we said, Song can score against anyone. And then you, you go after that, and it's, it's a North London derby. I would want, but that derby seems to always be high scoring. And Arsenal, 
as Dale said, they, they're just all over the place at the moment. And this will be right just after the, you know, e- even if they buy Abu, Abu Munyang, uh, Abu, whatever, Abu, and um, Mkhitaryan. Don't know if they're going to fit in, don't know what's going to happen, don't know how the players are after losing Sanchez, uh, there's talks, Ozil might go. I could see Spurs absolutely turning over Arsenal. So I don't really buy into that many difficult fixtures, which is what makes my decision really difficult because I want to keep him, but I need Salah more because of the, you know, explosiveness, just he's the main man and I love watching him play and also the high percentage of ownership. So the, the answer to the question, unfortunately, is not straightforward. It depends on your team. If you really need to bring somebody in, if not, then keep him. I wouldn't get rid of him. Every so time Mars use. Every time Mars says the word um, Salah now, Dale, I'm hearing him singing it. Salah. <laughs> every, every time. Well, we're going to say there, though. <laughs> uh, we're better singers than he is, I think, though. <laughs> I think the other point is, as well, in the bigger games, the points tend to funnel to the better players. So there's that to bear in mind as well. So Son, Son is one of their their match winners, if you like. So if they're going to win, it's going to be Kane or it's going to be Son at the minute on form. So I, I think yeah. I think there's that to bear in mind as well. But yeah, it's a real it's a real tough decision though. Like like um, I am in the same boat as that for Son for and he gets Salah back in and he was well, going to be my. Uh, I've got a spare triple up, so I need to. I got, rid, I got rid of Loris last week and um, I kept Son and Kane, but uh, but yeah, he was going to be my getting rid. But I mean, for for the price he is, he's. He's phenomenal. Um, but uh, Mars, Richie, we'll move on, Dale, to the next one, actually, was uh, John G, Grifters United. He was asking, now that we're well into the season, what's your thoughts on the remaining chip use and are you letting your current ranking be the deciding factor on that? Um, I'll, I personally was, uh, when, when I saw this question coming in, I think that the chip use is all down to exactly how your team is getting on and your own personal circumstance because... If your team is um, struggling really, really badly, my team was hemorrhaging like 20 points every week, um, which is why I hit the wildcard literally within hours of it becoming available, the second one. Um, I was losing points every single week, so it was right for my team to have a restart because if I left it a few weeks, I'm only going to be losing more and more ground. But um, for me, uh, it's totally down to your current ranking. But um, Dale, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on that? I agree totally with what you're saying. Um, totally. It's down to your personal situation. I mean, I've already used my triple captain. I mean, I used it on Kane. He had the fixtures, he had the form, didn't work out. You take it on the chin, you move on. Um, I think, I mean, what I'll say is, I mean, bench boost, ideally, yeah, you want to use that for the game week 34, 37, where we're going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of teams are going to have two fixtures. Um, but what I will say is, I see a lot on Twitter about, you should use your wild card in 33 or 36 because that's the week before the double fixtures. Now, I've already used my wild card. But we, we through the, you, you, uh, the Twitter man, is it Ben Krillin who um, or Krillin who works yeah. out the double the blank fixtures and the double fixtures? Now, what I did was when I used my wild card, I I I worked out a team that was going to use in 34. And then I worked my way backwards to the team I've got now. So I've got a definite plan. Obviously, it doesn't, it, you know, I'll need to get lucky with injuries and form, but I can soon make other changes where I need to make them. 
So I, I will say, you know, you don't be afraid to use your early wild card. You just need to plan a bit more, you know. Um, but yeah, chips, use them when you... We, I mean, all, all three of us are pretty vocal on Twitter about using the chips when it suits you and not when someone says you should use them, you know, and, yeah. and that's, all, that's, that's what I'll say. Absolutely, I fully agree with you guys. It's all, it all depends on your team. To answer John's question, if all if OR is what <clears throat> what's important for you, then absolutely use it depending on, on, on where your situation is. If you want to push up, if you want to hold rank. For example, mini league is, is where it is for me, and you know if I do well in my mini league, I'll do I'll do well overall. But um, you know I, I did have a look to see in my mini league who's triple captain Kane, uh, you know, in that double game week, who's used their uh, their wild card and stuff. I, I, now I've held I've held all my chips, but, but I'm always I, I normally use my first wild card early and my second wild card around the double game weeks. Not because everybody else does it, just again like Dale said, I have a plan, and I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to use my wild card, but it won't be for 28 for blank game week 28. I've decided that, so it'll be somewhere in between 31 to 36. But what you just what you need to be careful is. Depending on what you have, just remember that you cannot use food chips at once. So if you use wildcard the week before, it's fine. But then you can't like then you you know then you can use triple captain, but you can't then use triple captain and bench boot. Except just be careful because we still have people that will still fall fall for that and forget about it. And as Dale mentioned, we we have to give a shout out to Ben Krillin because his work is just unbelievable. I mean, honestly, there was uh, if there was <laughs> uh, I've said it before, if there was something on Twitter that tells you who's uh, watching your feed and taking snaps of your uh, timeline, I'll be reported. I'm sure of that. <laughs> what I will say, I'll just say one more thing on the triple captain as well. Uh, it's quite a well-known example. Um, it's one of our, one, one of our hopefully future guests. Now let's compare my use of the triple captain to fly. I used it in a double game week and I came out with nine points. Fly used it in one game on the same player, Harry Kane, and he came out with 37 points. So, I'd totally swap my points total with Fly at the you know for the triple captain chip. So it's totally when you fancy using it. Yeah, 100%. Um, Mars, we'll move on to FBL Skinny Panda at Just Mahir. He was asking um, Chelsea attacking assets with importance on Hazard or not to Hazard. Um, so he's the Murata. I know Murata and Hazard are causing a lot of angst every single week. For me, Murata, I got rid of a few weeks ago. <clears throat> haven't haven't regretted it. Um, and Hazard, a couple of weeks ago, I got rid of him as well. Um, for me, Chelsea just Chelsea don't quite look right anywhere. And whilst they managed to get a clean sheet um, last week, they don't look they don't look like themselves really. Um, an attacking point of view, I think there's definitely better value out there than going with any of the Chelsea attackers. Um, do you agree with me? I completely agree with you. If you remember from, you know, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I kept saying, doesn't look right, Chelsea. Something doesn't look right. It hasn't, you know, but there's issues behind, you know, behind closed doors for what, what we see. And, and then, then they started winning again. And, you know, we jumped on the Morata that has the people who jumped on Alonso or people who doubled, uh, doubled down on uh, Chelsea defenders. That, that was brilliant because, I got Alonso, but I feel like I missed over the period because, because despite the, all their issues, they still seem to be quite strong at the back and they seem to be keeping clean sheets. And the reason I got Alonso is because of that. And also I feel like I'm playing, like you said, with an extra, you know, uh, player in midfield or attack. 
because the guy's not really a, a defender and I'll be absolutely shocked if next year he's down as a defender in, in FPL so enjoy it while it, while it lasts. Do you know what it reminds me of, Maz? You remember when you remember when you was at school and there was always one kid who was like, "Oh, come and defend or whatever." When yeah. you're playing football at break time, and he's like, "Nah, I'm just gonna stand near the goal." The goal <laughs> just, Yeah, yeah, that's what he reminds me of. It's just he's, like, he's, nah. He's always, he's always there. Like, he's, yeah. he's always in the box more more than Morata sometimes. Now, to, to go back to the to, to the uh, to the question, like you said, Don, there is a lot of other value out there. The problem is you look at Chelsea pitches and they are they are absolutely brilliant. Right, they've got, um, I think it's Brighton away. Then they've got Bournemouth at home. Then they've got Watford away. I mean, that's just the next week. And then they've got West Brom at home. I mean, normally you'd say triple up. But at the moment, I, you can't really see it. The problem with Hazard is he's, he seems to be trolling everyone. I've seen a lot of people the great transfer him out. And I don't blame them because there's a lot of um, uh, you know money tied in hazard and he's not delivering whereas you've got so many other midfielders that are so I would say if you don't have a Salah or, or, or a City midfielder and you want to uh, remove hazard just go for it remove him and even if he delivers your other players will deliver so you just need to get to get over it and, and move on with it other options breaking break news Mars for Murata. Um Murata and Shel- Murata and Pedro have just after being sent off in extra time of their FA Cup replay so no um, that means Murata will be out of the next match yeah banned pretty much banned for both of them mm. oh wow oh, uh, I didn't even Andy, know Andy Carroll to... will be coming in now <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. last I checked they were winning okay that's uh, oh wow okay it's a penalty shootout I think they're going to um, yeah Penalty shootout, so breaking news on the pod. That's this to... serious upgrade on this podcast, Talots. Like we're doing, we're doing breaking news and everything else. Next, we'll be going to our correspondence at Stamford Bridge and so on, and you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So I agree, agree completely. That's um, that's good. Thanks, Mars. Uh, Dale, FBL Belfast. Belfast, I'll say it in a Belfast accent. At JPBOR082 was asking, he had a triple triple question for you. Right, he was asking, is it time to get rid of my Burnley defenders or keeper? Do you think it's time? Quick answer on that one. Do you think it's time to ship the uh, the Burnley defence? Keeper, yes, because Heaton's on his way back. Defence, if you can rotate, rotate. Nice one. Um, and he was asking, do we keep our Spurs players over this bad run of fixtures? We touched on that one earlier on. We don't really yeah. agree that it's particularly bad run of fixtures and um, you're good attacking. Spurs players are capable of scoring against anyone. Um, next up is, can jo- can Stones or Ederson be cover for Otamendi? Now, we have to keep um, Mars away from this one because anyone that has a word against Otamendi or thinking anyone can replace him, um, Mars Just won't react well to it. Yeah, we'll just mute him. Yeah, yeah. I'll just edit him out if he tries to put in as well. You go on, Dale. Give your give your thought on it. Is I'll be quick. Uh, Edison? No, I don't think so. Does you know he doesn't get many save points? So I'd probably be looking at someone else. I'd probably spend the extra and get the hair. Uh, Stones. I mean, he'll get the same clean sheet. sheet he'll get the same clean sheet points as Otamendi, but is nowhere near it as, as an attacking threat as Otamendi is. So I'd probably just spend the extra and try and get Otamendi in. Yeah, Otamendi's, I know Mars will think Otamendi's irreplaceable anyway. Yep. Mars, FBL GIF at 
FPL GIF was asking, is it time to start planning for the immediate short term rather than transfers for the end of the season with wild cards and free hits soon to be activated for the double and blank game weeks? So the short answer is yes. You need to start thinking of the short term moves. You need to start thinking about blank game 28 and potentially 31. We already know the, you know, who potentially is going to be in blank game week 28. We will know next week the final, you know, the final lineup, but we know already the potential four teams. So if you look at your team and you have like six players out of those two teams that could get to the, you know, like, uh, for example, if it was a Chelsea United final. No, that can't happen. Chelsea Chelsea City. City. Chelsea City. Right. You know, and then you have about five players from those two, because potentially some people will have three City players and two Chelsea or three City players plus a United player one or two plus Arsenal you need to be really careful because it you could end up with six players depending on your bench if you're not if you're not careful so you need to start thinking now about your moves for blank game with 28 now I think because so for example I'll, I'll use my, myself I, I know who I the players that I have and I have a plan to remove a couple and then have the rest sit on the bench and I'm and I'm happy with my subs coming in for that game week. And I'm not going to use a free hit or a wild card at this stage for blank game 28. Now, 31 is a much bigger issue. There could be a lot of teams blanking. We already know a couple that are not blanking. But I'm not going to sit there and, and take credit for the work that, again, we mentioned him again. Ben, go and check what, what Ben has done. Go and look at... You know he has a he has a sheet that he updates regularly with percentages of who's going to uh, blank and who's going to play. Use that, use it as a reference when you're thinking about your transfers and when you want to use your wild card and uh, your free hit because it's going to be really important how to manage that period. Could be the difference between finishing in the top 20k or, or not. For example, I, I believe if you manage it well you might be able to push a lot higher and win those mini-leagues. But for now, yes, absolutely, the short term is important. It was a very professional answer, Dale, wasn't it? It was like, um, you know, it was was a lot more BBC newsreader than... um, I was just going to say, reminding me a bit of uh, Des Lanham there. Yeah, I think his wife must have wrote that one for him, maybe wrote that answer out. Um, It's very concise and professional, quality. Um, Dale, the <laughs> F- FPL Dalmatian was, um, was asking, right? We were talking about this actually pre-show, but, um, there's been a lot of hype around Sanchez, but, um, would Mkhitaryan be a good FPL option if he went to Arsenal? What's your thoughts uh, on Mkhitaryan? Right. So Mkhitaryan, I haven't really worked out for him at United, but what you have to remember is when United signed him, nearly any team in the world would have took, would have signed him when he left Borussia Dortmund. So if he can get back to that Borussia Dortmund fund uh, form, sorry, then yeah, he's, he'll be great at his price. I think he's like 7.6 or something like that. Um, if, he, if he can find that form what he had at Dortmund, then he'll be an absolute baller and he'll be a points machine. This season, I'll probably leave it and wait and see who Arsenal sign. Like, like we've already touched upon, they're in disarray. But... If they end up signing Aubameyang and uh, Mkhitaryan, that can totally transform them and maybe give them a shot in the arm. 
but I'll be waiting and seeing at the minute. I won't, I won't be so quick to jump on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mars actually Sanchez, if he does go to United, does that make him a better FBL option at his price, or does that impact? And does that actually impact on um, on Jesse Lingard? Antonio Martial, of course, is on fire at the moment. But um, what's your thoughts on Sanchez if he went to United? Because Sanchez is going to be sick at United. Is that is that BBC? <laughs> um, I think All Sanchez right. is. <laughs> You wrote this part. Yeah, we can figure that out. <laughs> Rude boy? Rude boy? Um, I, I, think I can't do that. That's one thing the Irish accent won't won't extend to that at all. Um, I think uh, Sanchez will be a starter at United. I think Sanchez will do well to start with at United uh, until he gets bored like he did at Arsenal. Just like... You know, not, not not saying because it's United, you know, not bored, but also maybe something else comes along. Although he's he's older than Coutinho and these guys, but South Americans tend to do well for one season, two seasons, and then they want to to move on. Fair enough. I think he'll do well. I think he'll he'll be a starter. Is he uh, a danger to Lingard, Mata, Martial, etc.? Yes, I think Mourinho will always keep rotating them, but I think he will also be a danger for Lukaku because he can play up front uh, with with now. Um, I think he will... Lukaku needs a rest. He still looks shattered to me. And he's playing in every game. Um, you know, Martial, Martial, just... He's an unbelievable... He can be an unbelievable player. He, he has the skill. But unfortunately, I feel like Mourinho's kind of like holding him back. But he was also held back by... Gus. Maybe he's just been... Either he's been unlucky with managers or we think he's better than what he actually is. Um, to be honest. Uh, and then... Rashford, Mata, Lingard. Oh, I think they'll all be rotated. I got Lingard like everybody else to start, you know, because I think he's on good form. And uh, although I was watching the game and I thought, right, Mourinho is going to take him off, and he did maybe later than I thought he would. Uh, he's not going to be some someone that stays in my team for long, but for now I'll I'll, I'll keep him and, and see what happens. He seems to like the big games, and they have big games. He seems to score big goals, right? You know, Carly Cup final and the cup finals. Uh, in the big games, he seems to score. So let's see. But, um, yeah, has Sanchez been confirmed? Not yet, right? It's just... So, um, I actually saw it on Twitter. Uh, people get bored. Just make make a decision. Like, can, can we just... I think I think Mkhitaryan going the other way is what's holding it up. I, th- I, think, I think that's what's holding it up. It'd be hilarious yeah. if... if uh, it'd be hilarious if it drags that all the way. And... Um, from from what I've anyway. seen, it's tomorrow. I think it's going to be... From what it looks like, it'll be tomorrow. Uh, oh, yeah, just, I think there's, uh, there's supposed to be a three on pens. There's supposed to be um, oh, nice one. Um, there's supposed to be a three-way kind of um, transfer that probably is the way it could work. Is um, Aubameyang going to Arsenal um, and Mkhitaryan going back to Dortmund, which I think is where he wants to go if he leaves United, and then um, Sanchez going to uh, going to Man United. So they're probably all three of them will benefit from it. From it, but. Uh, them deals obviously don't usually work too well because there's a lot of moving parts in it and uh, and more more agents. I think that I actually heard some strange thing with Mkhitaryan about um his agent is um is that Kia Sharabshin ch- chap or don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but uh Mina Raiola. Mina is that yeah yeah that's the other guy yeah. but it's um apparently there's some thing that he if he hadn't left Dortmund then um at the time if they hadn't actually agreed to sell him initially. Was um, that he was going to get 
like that they'd have to the club would have to pay him like a fee like of you know a few million pound or something like that so like he's always got his finger in the pot of like where Mkhitaryan's going to go so um but uh, I think that Mourinho has a decent enough relationship with him so you can see it probably working out they'll, I'd say it'll work out before the but uh, Sanchez what's your thinking Dale on um, Sanchez actually at United if it comes if it goes to United I'm getting him straight in um, I think United are crying out for someone of his class up, up front. Um, it can take the game by a scruff of the neck. He's, he's just, we saw it last season. He was an absolute points machine. Um, you know, he's, he's just a different class. And I think his ownership, I'm sure he's still less than like 5% or something ridiculous like that. I think he's just a, he's too good of a differential. And it will, it won't be in a lot of dead teams neither. So I, I think, yeah, I'm I'm jumping straight on him. I'll probably I'm, I've got Aguero for Newcastle because it's Newcastle, and after that I'll probably look to downgrade Aguero and bring uh, uh, Sanchez in for one of my midfielders, maybe Sterling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, with the purchase actually of uh, Van Dijk, another thing we were talking about pre-pod was um, the Liverpool defense is looking a bit more attractive. The fullbacks have offered value at different points, but um. What's your thoughts on Liverpool defensive options in general? Um, and for your information, actually, as a, as a non-Liverpool fan, you mightn't be aware, but Lars Karius has been confirmed. He's going to be the starting keeper for us for the foreseeable future. Well, that's handy to know. Um, I think what Van Dijk offers Liverpool, what they haven't had and what they've really struggled is. Now, Liverpool is defensively, if you put them under sustained attack, at the best. We've seen it when they played Spurs. You know, if you can get at them, then because the, the, they play so high up the pitch, if you can use the long ball to beat that famous press that they have, then you can get in behind and punish them. Now with Van Dijk, what they've got something they didn't have before, and that's a big commanding centre half who's going to marshal that defence. And I mean, the guy is what about six foot six? He's an absolute giant. I mean. He hasn't offered much this season. He's more or less down tools, let's be honest. Um, he probably knew this move was coming. Um, and, you know, whatever happens has happened. Uh, but he, he makes Liverpool that bit more attractive defensively. I mean, they haven't done bad this season defensively. They've, they've, I think they've come out with like eight clean sheets, which is, is quite, with, with the price their defenders' eyes, is actually pretty decent. And what, what, you see, what you see is when they play the less teams that can't get at them, they're just choke, choking the game and because they've got so much firepower going forwards, when teams actually get the ball to counter, they're actually thinking, oh my God, I don't know if I want to go forward because what's coming back at me? Because the Liverpool's, if you want to call it the counter-counter, is absolutely deadly. And, and you see like Salah have like two or three one-on-ones a game sometimes because when teams try and counter Liverpool and they get the ball back and Salah is like an amazing out-ball to have because of his pace. He's, he's just, he must be one of the fastest players in the world especially with the ball. And as you're saying there, the thing with Van Dijk is he'll be nailed on starter, whereas the problem with Liverpool defenders has been that they've, you know, been such a rotation risk. And and because he's such an attacking centre-half, like not in the sense that he gets forward, in the sense that he he will attack balls that come in over the top. When when teams try and catch Liverpool's press out and try, that's that, because that's how teams beat their press. They, or mainly, by and large, they use the long ball. Not always, but, they use a long ball to beat the press. He, he will attack that long ball 
and, and marshal that defence. And that's what Liverpool have been lacking is a leader in that position for me. And check, I think check it, that it out. Just, We've got tactical what? analysis live on the live on on the pod. I mean, we haven't had that before. We're definitely on well, the voice. Oh Is no, it? we've had it plenty of times, Mars. It's just um, it. I, I don't know. I don't want to be cruel, Mars. Just to, <laughs> you know. I think I keep, I keep my football knowledge quiet. I, I like I like to surprise <laughs> people, but I do uh, I, I do actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, you make, you make a great point. Can I just give one shout to to a Liverpool player that has been. That has really surprised me, actually. Well, there's two of them, but one definitely deserves it, which is uh, Oxley Chamberlain. What? A, oh yeah. Honestly, I, I, when we bought him, I thought, okay, squad player at best. But the guy has really, really impressed me. He stayed. It could be the first start that uh, Walcott, get, you know, could could benefit from when he goes to Everton or maybe Sanchez at, at United. But it's, I'm just seeing a completely different player, and I know he wants. As, you know, it's obvious he wants to go to the World Cup, but I actually think he's really, really enjoying his football on the club, and he's really taking on this extra step now. And you hear him talk. There's definitely a leader in there, by the way. I could see why now people were talking about him when he was younger. But not oh, only yeah. his, 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 you know, he's settling in the team. I'm not saying that he's going to be a, a starter now, but if you want, you know, if you want a cheap midfielder and treble up on Liverpool, absolutely why not? He's taking the set pieces, by the way. Since Coutinho's gone, he seems to be taking the set pieces when they are being crossed in, and his crosses have have resulted in some goals. Think about it. I think he crossed for Van Dijk in the cup. He crossed the ball that went in uh, that that resulted in the win at Burnley. Um, he's he he's set scored up, against City. He's he scored and set up at least one, if not two, against City. The guy, the guy is really. You know, stepped up, and the other one is is Robertson. Really, really impressed me actually. And it's not just because of the last game; it's just the last few games since Moreno has been injured. He's uh, changed his game, and he they both settling into the the club style. But even from an FPL point of view, definitely the Ox is one that definitely should be watched. Yeah, I just thought I'll bring it, it in whilst we're talking about. Um, it, it was in my yeah, initial wild card, Mars. I know, I know, I know. He was. I know. I got so much stick, and then look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should have just stuck to your guns. I know. But, uh, yeah, Mars Camaro will move on to Tucson. So I don't know how you pronounce that. To Tucson to Everton. Um, is this the final nail in the coffin for DCL? And for those re- looking to get rid of him, who would you recommend people pick up in the bargain bucket of third forwards? So don't give me now, don't, you, I know you're going to give me now a list of them, but I want you to give me who is your pick for the, for the bargain bucket forward. Well, there's Early options down to though. One choice, Nearly down to one choice. There's options. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not, okay. not going to let him waffle now and give me, I'm not, like, no, not going to give you names. a list. I'm not going to give you a list. I'm going to give you scenarios. I'm gonna give you scenarios, okay? I'm not gonna give you a list. If if you a, a if list you want, of scenarios. A list of scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you have two choices, pretty much two choices, you can either completely downgrade and go with a Quena or you know a Crouch or somebody and just have a, th- a third sub, a third uh, striker that you'll only really use if you know nothing else is there and save the money and go somewhere else. That's what you can do because DCL is uh, at DL, he's at 5.5. That's a lot of money for somebody who's not playing. And you can save a million. And a million can take you a lot of places. To, to all, the cool kids are going, all the cool kids are going McBurney, by the way, Mars. 
There we go. Go McBurney if you want. I'm gone. I've gone Quayner, but I never had the. Uh, I've never had him, so you know, uh, go Quayner. Um, you can save. You can save like point two for going uh, McBurney, which is the reason we I went from. You know, every <laughs> every point one counts. I was point one off um, not selling Son for 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 Salah, and I was really annoyed. Um, but that, the other option is, obviously, you want you know you you want to upgrade. So if you have the money, go Wilson. He seems to be on form again, and they have good fixtures apart from Chelsea. But there's one other guy that's been you know it's been talked about, but they seem to be doing well now. And he seems to be scoring. He scored, from what I heard today, a cracker, Ayu, at Swansea. So he's at 5.1. And I know they've got a couple of uh, difficult fixtures. But then after that, they've actually got all right fixtures. So you can get him, bench him for a couple of weeks. Swansea are playing game week 28. Obviously, they, they've won today, so they might blank for the cup game. But, you, you know, we can look at that later on. But if you want for the short, really, really short term... Um, He's he's a player that seems to be confident. He's a player that, that seems to be playing 90 minutes um, and scoring goals. So why not? Another one that for his wife. That was short for Mars. <laughs> <laughs> that was very short for Mars. The, so I'll leave the said. silence. Yeah. I'll leave the silence in at the end of that one for um, for the listeners to hear because they'll probably be gone. Is he not going to say more? What? <laughs> is that, is he well, done? I was going to mention your bromance as another option, but you told me to not, so I'm not going to. Are you talking about um, Okazaki? Yep. He's another yeah. option. Look He's, look at Lister's one. I had him in. The third, striker's problem, the third strikers is a bit of a problem, though, because um, you get him in, you get someone in, and you think, right, they're going to be a step above the other third strikers, and then they'll go through a few barren weeks, and you're ending up shifting them, moving them on for somebody else. Um, so I actually got rid of all, my my uh, my heartbreak kid. I got rid of him for um, for McBurney because I just said, you know what, I'm not even going to expect that from that third striker. If he brings up a two pointer, if necessary, off my bench. Um, then I'll settle for it. But um, yeah, no, Otamendi or Okazaki was a bit too much of a tempter to actually start, and um, and he wasn't doing anything in the last few game weeks. So um, so yeah, Okazaki is gone for me for now. But um, he might be back down the line. But uh, but yeah, no, I've decided to punt the third forward spot for now and uh, and invest more in the midfield. But um, that's uh, spot on. Um, we move on, Dale. To Richard Nickfist was asking. He's at Vinyl Richie. Um, he was asking which two of these three, Salah, Firmino or Sanchez, um, assuming he goes for United. Um, I'm taking this to mean that uh, Richard is will need to downgrade Firmino to one of our bargain bucket forwards in order to fit both Salah and Sanchez into his midfield. Um, is it worth doing? Depends what you're trying to do. Um, I'll try and keep this short. But basically, if you're trying to hold position, you go Salah and Firmino and you play the ownership game. If you're chasing, I'd probably go... Salah and Sanchez if you're chasing because you're still defending your position with the Salah ownership but because Sanchez has got such low ownership I bank on him as a differential to fire and gain you those extra points and hopefully outscore Firmino but at the minute Firmino's on fire so you've got to hope that he tails off a bit but I mean we'll see but yeah that, that for me just depends on your position and what you're trying to do 
Yeah, it's a good answer. Um, fellas, that's good. We'll, um, actually, one more question we got in late there from our friend Nymphria, um, and she was asking about, uh, she was looking at our, um, at our three amigos profile and she was saying, how, um, who would we actually go for if we, if Kane wasn't an option this season, who would be our front three amigos? So, um, Mars, you can have that one. Who would you have in your, your front three if Harry Kane couldn't be in it? Who would you go for? Aguero. Firmino and probably Vardy. Vardy, you have a bit of a fascination with Vardy, haven't you? He's got a bit of a man crush, I think. I do. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah you know, everybody loves a Vardy party. Yeah, you're just hankering right. for an invite to the Vardy party. Yeah, and, and Vardy's a bit of a bad boy and Mars likes his bad boys. So um, I do, I, I do like it. my bad boys. Bad boys for life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good guys Come here. Well, that's rounding up our listeners questions so thanks Mill, to all of our listeners for all of those and hopefully you you like the answers you got um, game week 24 preview so we're going to go through all of the fixtures and we're going to be nice and brief because a lot of them we've obviously touched on before um, that was to you Mars I'm saying that in particular um, but uh, we're, we'll start off with you Mars you're looking like a Brighton versus Chelsea so um, give us a preview of this one from an FPL point of view well yeah, we we th- th- we touched on it, didn't we? We said, um, you know, it's a good game for Chelsea. So if you keep decide to keep the assets, you you know, you stick with them. God knows what Hazard and Morata are gonna do. Uh, I've I've seen Morata's out of um, confidence. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, it's banned now, Mars. Is it, is it on a red card? Oh, there we go. Thank you for the reminder. Morata's banned. So if you've got him, you can now get rid and get somebody like Firmino if you don't have him. Or or, or or Vardy based on Leicester's run. Um, did you, did you or, say Pedro got sent off, Don, as well? Yeah, Pedro got sent off as well, yeah. Two of them in extra time, apparently. Now, I only saw a tweet come up, so um, I'm only going by that. Could be fake news, fake news, but, um, you know, I'm taking it that it's, uh, it's Will, real. Willian might get, might get a run in then, um, you know, if uh, if that's the case. But neither, to be honest, Willian and Pedro, neither of them has been... Uh, nailed on starter, uh, but now that Morata's out, William could be could be an option. I'm, I've always liked him. I don't understand why he doesn't play enough. Uh, with regards to Brighton, you know, if you have their defenders, they cheap. They you keep them because the the week after they've got um, just had they've got Southampton away, so Southampton don't score much. They've got problems of their own. So you know, if you've got their defenders, you keep them. You bench them against Chelsea. Again, if, or if you only have uh, pound shop defenders, you play them. They're playing at home. There could always be a shock, right? Nobody knew West Ham would keep a clean sheet against Chelsea at home. Brighton could. Do you think, Maz, do you think uh, Morata being banned makes Chelsea more likely to score? I think it makes Alonso more likely to score. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy. <laughs> uh, the problem is, Hazard doesn't like playing as the, number, as the false nine. He just doesn't. So... Is 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 uh, Batman gonna play? I don't know. So it's just or Andy depends. Carroll. Oh, Andy Carroll if he comes in, yeah. Um, I, you know what? If I, if I was uh, gonna take a punt over the next few weeks with their fixtures, I might look at William now that the I know Pedro and Morata are going to be banned. Depending um, if they get a you one know or what? Three I think this ban could actually work well for Morata though, because um, I think I have a bit of a theory that. 
because this is his first season in English football, I think he's actually struggling a bit with the all the football over the Christmas and in December and so on. And, you know, this bit of a rest, as much as it's going to be enforced, it's um, it could actually benefit him from, uh, you know, give him a bit of a breather and get him to come back feeling a bit charged. Because he looked good at the start of the season. I mean, Chelsea fans were slagging off the Man United fans going, yeah, look at us, we've got Murata, we wouldn't want leading Lukaku. But, uh, and they're they're keeping quiet about all that now. But, I mean, he, he does look good. It's just he hasn't looked good recently. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Chelsea have got Brighton and Bournemouth. Away, uh, away to Brighton, home to Bournemouth. Two great yeah. fixtures for their, for their they, players. They could mill them, but they're, hopefully they're all going to be Golanzo goals. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, hopefully for our sakes anyway. Um, Extra time will take out of them as well. Yeah, it's probably well, literally. You're right. And, and Alonso got, didn't and play tonight, And they've got a game midweek mm. that is still open. Yeah. So hold the transfers until we see what's going to happen. But um, Dale, Arsenal versus Palace. Um, what's which which Arsenal team will we see? Will will there be any of a even will Ozil even be playing in that one? But um, what's your uh, thoughts on yeah. it? Well, Sanchez looks gone. Ozil, we don't know. I mean, they've got two days to get the transfers that they want to do wrapped up, so that could make them a bit more of a enticing proposition, but I'm probably avoiding, if I'm honest. I'm not even happy about having Ramsey, um, myself personally. And Palace are really good under Hodgson at the minute. So, defensively, and they can get at teams. They've got quite a good run at home, haven't they, of uh, scoring goals. I think there's only one team that's been on blank at home since Hodgson's took over. I think that was Man City, maybe. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, I, I'd probably be avoiding. If I mean, if you've got players, I'll probably keep. Because, you know, yeah. they might get a clean sheet. But Arsenal just... Too much if, 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 you owned, if you owned any of them, I think you wouldn't, you wouldn't mind putting them in either team. I mean, Palace, if you had Zaha or... Um, you'd, you know, you wouldn't put it against them to score against Arsenal. And if you've oh. Arsenal players, you, this this doesn't look like a bad fixture. But uh, but yeah, you wouldn't. It's not something that really attracts um, many captain picks, shall we put it that way? No, or, definitely um, not. Even even if you're of the risky persuasion. But um, Mars, the Burnley versus Man United is the next one. Um, what's your thoughts on this one? Stick nil, nil 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 for the week. I can see it happening. Um, uh, yeah, it, I mean. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. Now, watch is going to be 5-0. Um, to Burnley. To Burnley, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Dale mentioned earlier, Pope is back in training. Uh, not Sorry, not Pope, Heaton. I don't, to be honest, you know, having shoulder problems, I, I can't see him back. Yes, he might be back in training, but he might still need some time, hopefully, because I don't have a sub-keeper. That's what I'm hoping for. So, you know, you can stick with Heaton, and if you've got your defenders, your Burnley defenders, you keep them because... Like we said, I mean, depends which United again turn up. If they decide to turn it on in the 75th minute and score four, then unlucky that happens. Or it could be a one nil or nil nil. Uh, you know, uh, Lukaku scored in the last game. Uh, people were worried about Lingard again. Like you know, it is, but with all respect, it's Burnley. Uh, you know, so United, United can still win that game and Lingard can still play. Um, Normally, you'd say with regards to transfers, let's say Sanchez happens. Normally, in January, you'd say, OK, they need a few weeks to settle. But actually, he doesn't need to settle. He's just moving down <laughs> down the M6. So, um, he might, you know, start and, and bang if he moves. Um, 
but yeah, apart from I mean, apart from the defense, I wouldn't look anywhere else in, in at Burnley. I know they bought uh, Encodo or something like that. This Spurs winger. Until I see him play and I see him doing something, he won't be anywhere near my team. Um, as for United, it's the usual options. You know, if, if you've got any of their players, you keep them in this game. Absolutely. Um, although they do have quite a tough run after that. So if, if you're thinking of offloading, then they are worth the money. Uh, they're quite expensive players, so you can, but you know, replace like, but, like for like. But if you have their defenders, if you have a keeper, you know, you keep them. This is a game that they could easily keep a clean sheet in. So, yeah, this could be anything. I'm expecting another win for one team. Cool. Um, Dale, Everton versus West Brom. Um, no, no, no. Pretty, yeah, pretty boring one to, to have to talk yeah. about, but um, Neil Liller? Uh, if, you, if you've got defenders, you're probably playing them for either team. Um, I mean, if Walcott, Walcott will be registered in time for the weekend because his, his game, his uh, transfers will be got registered, so he might be worth a cheeky look. West Brom, I mean, they can be got at. I think, I mean, Pardew went coming, has come in and he hasn't done that good, I don't think, personally. So Walcott will make Everton's attack take over a lot better. Uh, the problem with Everton for me this season has been a lack of pace. Um now they've got Balassi back, but he's coming off quite a bad injury. And to be honest, Balassi was quite inconsistent anyway. So Walcott, will, even though he's he's hot and cold as well, he's going to offer him another outlet. I think the problem for them is playing Rooney and Siggy in the same team, and it's finding that balance because they're both not that pacey, but they're both really technically gifted. So it's. It's I don't know. Are they going to get the balance right? That that'd be my issue. But Walcott will offer them will offer the opportunity to stretch teams and maybe give Rooney and Siggy a bit more space. So I think I think Everton will have the better of the game, but it won't surprise me if it's nil nil. Yeah, because Everton, I think as you said there, it's a good point. Um, Siggy and uh, it's almost like Rooney kind of coming back was, you know, they was something they kind of couldn't turn down. I felt they felt they couldn't turn it down, yeah. but um, they both play yeah. the same space. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, and it's I mean, if you looked at it, imagine though they'd like Everton as much as I wouldn't particularly want to see it, but, um, if they had, uh, Walcott and, uh, Walcott and Siggy behind Lukaku when he was with Everton, if that was a, that'd be a real, um, quality attack, quality, yeah. uh, trio of players for them. But, um, yeah, they're definitely missing kind of the front man with pace and kind of power up front that can kind of capitalize on all that. But I uh, think yeah, could be a decent shout as, a, as a bit be. of a, a differential one against West Brom because, like you said, there there are no great shakes in in defence at all. The problem is now they've got five players that they want to probably try and fit into four spots with the way Allardyce likes to set up. So you've got Siggy, Rooney, Tosin, Balassi, and Walcott all trying to occupy that front four, and it's whether they're going to get the balance right for me. Yeah, and signalling the end of. Uh, Calvert Lewin, even though he looks good at times, but um, Calvert yeah, Lewin yeah. and Niasi, of course, will be will be struggling then for game time as well. Yeah, definitely. The one the one yeah. thing that the one thing that surprised me about Everton is the amount of shots they've taken on target or the lack of them. And uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, you it's not surprised me though, really, because of the lack of pace, you just can't get at teams. Yeah, and it's Allardyce as well. He likes to be tight and compact, you know. But I think Walcott is going to, you know, I think Walcott might help them. You know, I think I like Bulassi as a player and I used to like him as an FPL asset before he got injured. And with them two on the wings, you know, that 
I could see, you know, we'll see how good Tosun is in the air. And, you know, I won't be rushing to get Walcott, but at his price, it could be quite an option. Again, he's another one that wants to be on that plane. So he's got four months to convince the manager. Um, Mars, uh, Leicester versus Watford is next up. Um, only, one player, only one player to talk about. Okaka. Oka- <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> he, 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 he's a fan of the Fabland, Okaka. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this game could be... Uh, I think both teams at the moment can't defend. And both teams can score. And Watford seem to like playing away from home as well. Uh, I let go of Richardson ages ago. I haven't looked back. And if people still have him, fair play. The guy obviously has talent. But he, he was struggling. So, you know, if you keep him, you play him in this game. And if you have any Leicester attack, of course you you play them. You play Vardy. You play Maris. Maris has been unbelievable. And it looks like he's staying. I haven't heard anything since there was some rumours that he was going to Liverpool and the Arabic media was all over saying the deal is agreed and then something has happened. And I don't even know if it was true. Uh, I was just working as a translator at that stage on Twitter. It was quite, it was quite funny. Um, but he's he's been on fire. Um, and then you've got, you know, O'Brien is another cheap option that uh, is doing really well. Uh, Leicester haven't kept many clean sheets, but, and, you know, Maguire is a lot of money. So, again, but if, if you have their defenders, you've got to play them against Watford at home. Because if you have their defenders, unless it's not, uh, unless it's Simpson, You've paid premium money for somebody like Maguire. So he's got to start and hope that he gets attacking returns if he doesn't keep a clean sheet. Um, Okazaki, we, we gave him a shot before. And if you look at Watford, I mean, goodness, the, the amount of goals in that team. Richardson, Decore, Carrillo is another one that's been scoring. Then you've got Gray. There's so many different goal scorers. So the points are spread. But the problem we have with Watford is it's a small amount of points that have been spread by a lot of players because they're not like City where people are getting double digits in every game. Um, so, you know, if you want cheap options, they are a place to look at. If you, if you you know, you've got Decore at 5.3, Carrillo at 5.5, um, and Gray 6.3 as, as a third option, but uh, the third striker option. They like to score, but both teams, I think, I think it would be a high, uh, I can see a high scoring draw in this game. I think, just to jump in on Richarlison, um, the guy, the boy, is absolutely shattered, and yeah, it's probably to do with how the Brazilian league set up, and their league runs opposite to ours. So their break, their pre-season, if you like, is December and January, and then they have a, they actually have two competitions. They have like a state championship, and then they have the national championship because Brazil's like massive, and the guy will have had a proper break from football. He'll have come, kept being playing and playing and playing for Fluminense until he went to Watford and then he's had a grueling pre-season with Watford and then jumped straight into the Premier League season and now he's probably running on empty, you know, so that's that's probably why his points have uh, dried up a bit. So I, I'd probably be looking, well, I have shipped with Allison. I'd, I'd be looking to bank my profit and move on, if I'm honest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Dale Stoke versus Huddersfield. Um <laughs> I suppose it's all I'm getting all the first, good ones out. First, first, yeah, Stoke, Shakiri had a couple of attempts the last day, but uh, yeah, other than that, there's not a whole lot going on in this game. No, I mean, obviously, 
Paul Lambert's taken over Stoke. It's not the most inspired choice of manager. And if you remember from his time at Norwich, there was actually a not a bad little attacking team when when he was there. But then when he went to Villa, there was pretty boring. So it probably, I mean, I didn't really catch catch him when he was Blackburn manager. But Blackburn's like a club in total in a total mess. So it wasn't, probably not a good judge of his ability. But you know, you've got the new manager effect. I mean. I don't know. I'm probably looking to see what happens there because Lambert's not not the most inspired choice. Um, but you know, it's the new manager effect. They might get some against Huddersfield. Um, but in, in a stoke of being that abject, Huddersfield, you want back against Huddersfield going there and totally turning them over. So I'll add the run to avoid. It's probably one that we've got to be hoping for clean sheets if you're if you're defenders for any of them, but uh. It'll probably be some dirty little one nil for Stoke that'll uh, have have all the Huddersfield defense defensive uh, owners cursing it. But um, it'll be Mazz's man Mopting, uh, whatever he's called. I can't, I can't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> chopsticks. 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 Yeah. Um, but uh, the uh, you know very but I'll try to give you a good one out in a minute. I'll give you this Man City one in a minute still. So. Um, West Ham versus Bournemouth, those first off, Mars, um, take this one away from me. Well, you know, Arnie, Arnie's the man. Uh, we were, we were all disappointed when he missed the second of the double, uh, of the double game week. Well, then he came back firing and he seems to be loving, loving life. I, I heard rumors that he, uh, he didn't like, um, Bilic. Him and Bilic didn't get on. You can see the difference in the player. So, you know, I think West Ham uh, have another great fixture for them, and they seem to be on a roll. Bournemouth just lost again out of the cup. Uh, they've rested quite a few players, so somebody like Wilson. I think Wilson didn't even play unless he came on. He wasn't in the starting lineup. Bournemouth, just beat Arsenal, though. They did just beat Arsenal, absolutely. Uh, but they just, they just seem to be a completely different team at home now. West Ham can have also been up and down. So they could go and lose to Bournemouth. And uh, with Wilson rested, and I said Wilson is one of the options that you bring, and he seems to be on fire. Absolutely. I see this. I see goals in this game. I see just because Bournemouth at the moment can't keep a clean sheet. And you've got uh, West Ham seem to have somehow actually quite a deadly attack. You've got Arnautovic, Lanzini, uh, and Carol, Carol if fit, and if he doesn't go to Chelsea. So those are just three players. And then you've got Chicharito, and then you've got Ayu. Um, that, these are not bad options to, to, to come in and, and, and score goals. Um, and then, you know, if you have their defenders, uh, like, we, you know, I do, and a lot of people did for the double game week because they were quite cheap, you keep them because, you know, could potentially be a clean sheet for Adrian or Musawaku or Ogbonna, etc. these guys. Uh, now, the thing that you need to be careful about, obviously, uh, West Ham, um, to, were taken into extra time um, yesterday, and some of the players. I think Lanzini started and was on for a while, and then Arnautovic came on around the 70th minute. So he still played 50 minutes. Um, you know, so that's that's like half. A, if he started in the second half, for example, they might be tired. That's my point, and some of the players might be rotated around. Um, because they did play and got taken into extra time, which was surprising. But with Bournemouth, you've got Wilson, and apart from that, 
not interested whatsoever. Yeah, um, I've got Cresswell still hanging around from the double game week. Um, he's come out, he comes up with the odd assist, but um, I could really do with a goal from him too, because West Ham aren't keeping clean sheets. Um, they're just not a. I'm not banking on anything like that, so I'm hoping for a little bit of a ha- attack and return from him. Um, West Ham fixtures look decent though as well, so it's really part of the reason why he's stuck around in my team. Despite the fact that at five mil, he's um, you know you can. But when I tried to actually look for a replacement, I don't know whether you guys have looked for trying to look for replacements around the four and a half mil. There's nothing really there at all. Um, no, that's not fix- a great deal. No, and f- even even players that have done actually all right, their fixtures are um, are a bit rank. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So Cresswell hopefully will do do something going forward against Bournemouth. So I'll give you one shout for a replacement, with a bit cheaper, and somebody that you might not rely on all the time, but Dummett. At Newcastle, you know, mm. 4.2 or 4.3. If, yeah, if, Newcastle have nasty fixtures, though. Um, uh, they have Man City now, and I know that the, when I was looking at Newcastle, they're, um, they're a couple of filthy kind of fixtures. Well, the next Vegas can't be choosers. You ask me to help you out at 4.5. I'm trying to save you 0.2. Just put him on the bench. <laughs> I, think, I think you need, you need someone you can You're doing rotate. nothing for me, man. <laughs> you need someone you can rotate. With, you, with um, your other bench players, yeah. I, like I've got, I've got Tarkowski, Kenny, Kenny it'll be Kenny and um, Kenny and Cresswell that are kind of. I've got Cresswell in at the moment, and ideally, if Kenny managed to get um, attack, get kind of decent playing time and keep it going, he's um, he could go in, and I could just bring in a bench father, you know, somebody that will kind of. I tell you, Kenny worries me. I'm thinking, mm. of, I'm starting him at the weekend, but I a don't lot think of his place is nailed on. Matt Coleman's back in training, so... Yeah, but it's not even just that. I just think um, Allardyce is not going to be happy about the way they capitulated. And they getting they, they got hammered. Um, and and there will be a reaction. Be I, I, think, um, I think his place is safe until Coleman's fit. I you mean, he plays, Yeah, he plays Holgate there, but Holgate's a centre-back by trade, so... Mm. It's better off playing with Kenny, but yeah, I he's think safe, it's... and I think, but I think Coleman's back training as well. But I think that that's one of these long-term training things that he'll kind of have to build up a lot. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that injury was nasty. Uh, one more point I forgot to mention about Bournemouth: they are out of the cup, so they will not be blanking in game week 31. So unless, oh, actually, okay, they won't be blanking. Depending <laughs> on who they play in, I need to check. <laughs> 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 we'll cut that bit out, mate. We'll yeah, so, out. so the, list, the listeners were just jotting down the point and then just scratch it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go check Ben's Ben's sheet. <laughs> yeah, um, Dale. This is a good one for you. Is uh, Man City versus Newcastle? Um, you're a uh, so, city, tri- city triple up. I've got two words for you, Sergio Aguero. Yes, now, he's. Record against Newcastle is outrageous. 11 goals in 11 games. It's a bit skewed because he scored five goals in, in one game and I was lucky enough to captain him that weekend. Um, now, he's not as prolific this season, but I'm probably going to stick the armband on him because um, I just love the man. I absolutely adore him. Um, and yeah, he's, the armband is going straight on him. Join, um, join the queue. Join the queue. I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's going to be a reaction to losing against Newcastle, uh, Liverpool. Sorry, um, you would hope. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably 
thinking this is going to be a bit of a beating for Newcastle. Sorry, sorry, Chief, but yeah, uh, this is this is like Steve Sterling. Sané is looking back in form a bit. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is just a machine. Um, yeah, this this is I only see this going one way. Yeah, now you mentioned Kevin De Bruyne actually. Talking about man crushes, I think I definitely have a man crush on um, Kevin. He when he was playing against um, us the last day, and every single time I watch him, he's he just looks like a Rolls Royce of a footballer. Like he's he's, he's, just, play, he's playing the game in thirty eighteen. He's just he's absolutely yeah. an unreal footballer, and him this role he's got with Pep in in like this uh, what I can't remember what they call it the, the false eight or whatever it's called. Um, he's he's just absolutely phenomenal. He controls the game. He's just he's just a re- ridiculously good at football. Yeah, when and I see even when he went over towards the um the side in, in Anfield, I noticed the crowd like were given now they were given a mainly obviously to Sterling, but any normally normally players go over and they'll um they'll give him a bit of abuse. But uh, it's almost like the fans actually just know how good he is. You know when you see fa- fans watching a player and they go, he, I'm not actually going to give him dogs abuse because as much as he's playing for the other team, he's a uh, He's um he's total quality, but um yeah, no, if, if, you, definitely, if you can't if you can't appreciate Kevin De Bruyne, you don't love football. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, yes, but um yeah, but um the Dale give you this other one as well, um because we wanted to line Mars up with the fi- the finale of the game week. But uh, Dale's Southampton versus Spurs. Um, what's your thoughts on on, uh, well, on this good 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 game? Another good game for Spurs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got a spare triple up, which I'll be looking to to probably either reduce it to two or one after this week. But this fixture is absolute gold. I mean, Kane has got to be a captaincy choice for this week, surely. Southampton have been abject this season. I mean, Pellegrino's favourite for the sack at the minute. They're just awful. Saints have just been awful this season. Um, and I'd fancy spares again to give them a bit of a walloping um, and pick up the clean sheet points as well. I'm, I'm glad I've got Ben Davies this week because I can see him even getting an, an attacking return if he starts. I just, I just, again, I just think this is going to end one way and it's going to be 2-3, yeah. 4-0 to spares because Saints are just awful. It's a few just, one-sided kind of games. It's this one and probably this one in Man City. You wouldn't mind having triple, triple of... Um, yeah, you won't mind having yeah, six six players from both games. You'd be pretty happy. You'd be pretty and confident of a good game week. Even the the next one that Mar is going to do in a minute, you wouldn't mind having a double or a triple up in this one too. But uh, the uh, one thing actually with Davies, now you mention it, is I think he actually had a proud price fall this week as well. So obviously a lot of a lot of owners are are bailing yeah, on him. Probably reduce the, the spares options what they were the fixtures in man. Yeah, and with his uh, rotation risk, he's he's um, high on the priority list. But um, the Mars move on to the biggest game of the game week, which is uh, Swansea versus Liverpool. Yeah, um, before, before before I do that, can I put a spanner in the works? Why, man? Man City played Tuesday night at quarter to eight against Bristol City away from home. And Bristol gave them a really tough game at that they had. And Pep is all about trophies. The guy just wants to win. Is Newcastle going to be too easy? And... Will he rest some players? Honestly, personally, I, I, can see, I can see Sterling rested. Can see. I don't know if he will, because he had the nightmare at Anfield. He just couldn't I think, take the crowd. He couldn't play. 
I, th- I think Pep is he's going to rotate no matter what. You know, you might see Gundawan come in. You might see you might you probably see one of Sané or Sterling rested, like you say. Yeah. Silver Bernardo. You know, he's got his options. I think Aguero is probably nailed. Cause yeah, he, I think he, I, I think so, and I hope so because I also plan that Armad is at the moment on him. Although, again, he's another player that really was just all, was not into in the game at, at Anfield, and I don't know, you know, if, the, I if think that's that more it down was to that, Liverpool. but potentially, yeah, could be, could be, and he doesn't have another striker right now. And and uh, the other thing that what I think Pep will do also is go out, win the game early, and then rest the players. Yeah, but yeah. just be careful that there is a game two days later. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Th- uh, three days. Yeah, three days. I had to count um, there. I had to count. <laughs> I can imagine him lifting his fingers up, just going one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on the game week, the the finale. You know what? You know what's really good, and I'm really excited. I'm actually watching the game with my old man. So the the family's coming over next week, and I love watching Liverpool with my old man because. The guy goes mental. I mean, he's what—he's seventy. We just celebrated his seventieth birthday. He kicks every ball. I worry about him sometimes. He gets red. He gets angry. You know, you know how watching Liverpool <laughs> makes us mad. So we're going to be sitting there watching the game together, which is going to be awesome. And you know, it was really great beating City. But if we don't go and get three points against Swansea, then it will be wasted. With respect to Swansea, who I think will be a difficult game, because I'm really impressed with the way they play. I'm impressed with their new manager. So it's going to be, it's, it's not a given, but you would expect Liverpool to play. And if you have them now to FBL, if you have their players, absolutely. Salah is absolutely one of the top choices for, for captain. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if people just captain him now. <laughs> Might as well just put the captain ban on Salah and, and see what happens. I heard the, there was discussions. It's, it's the captain ban is between, in, between him and Kane. I don't blame people. If, if, you, if you are, you know, Comfortable with where you are, winning or whatever, or, or scared, you know, of, of one of them, you just keep it on on either of them. Uh, you know, I'm taking a risk putting on Aguero, but I want that risk because I'm hoping to push, you know, further. But by the time double game weeks come, I, I do want to be closer to the to the 20k mark, for example. Um, Liverpool could easily keep a clean sheet. So if you've got their defenders, I know we keep to, you know, I want to touch wood somewhere because we were talking about how bad they are, but actually they have uh, the second best help. Home record and their def- our de- defense lately has not been that bad. Um, and then you've you know we talked about the ox. We've talked about uh, you know uh, there was a question someone asked I think at some stage you know is Mane gonna be is Mane gonna continue to match Salah? The the straight answer is no, I don't think so. But Mane is absolutely a, a good option to have. The guy seems to. Slowly getting back to the guy that we know, scoring goals and you know that smile and assisting as well. So, for me, no Mane, Salah, Ox, so so many options at Liverpool at the moment. As a, as a fan, I love it. I love I love watching us go forward and hopefully we'll tighten up at the back. Uh, now looking at Swansea again because just naturally because of the panic at the back sometimes and now suddenly we seem to have changed our number one. Don't know why, but anyway. Uh, you know, we mentioned Ayu before, but Boney's, you know, big, strong player, aerially. If I hope Van Dijk is back, because if he's not, you know, we could, you know, we, we, we normally struggle against the Benteke, the Boney type. So they could cause us, cause us issues. Uh, apart from that, Fair, Fair is a player that I've always liked um, at Swansea and, and 
FBL, but not 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 big points. So if you have you know if you have Carroll, you probably bench him in this game too. Who shouldn't be even getting off the bench? Apart from that, not many options. If you have a Swansea defender, I would bench him. That's the end of our we our weekly preview. Um, last section of the show, which is now we we go through our captain picks. And as listeners, the fan feud pod. Remember, we used to have our Barlow and Baldwin captain picks. But um, as we're now the three amigos, we're going to change our team slightly. So what we're going to do is, and I'll come to you first, um, Dale, on it, is I want the Dusty Bottoms, so which is a safe captain pick, and the Lucky Day, which is the risky pick. And they're um, two characters from um, Three Amigos movie, of course, for a few of the older, a few of the younger um, listeners probably won't uh, won't remember the Three Amigos movie, but um, we recommend you give it a, give it a whirl. Um, quality movie, but um, who's your Dusty Bottoms for Game Week 24, Dale? Um, it's got to be Kane. Is Southampton are just abjects. I, I would if Aguero was like banging him in like he usually does, it'd be Aguero. But it's it's got to be Kane because he's just prolific. When it when he scores, it's usually two or three at the minute. So yeah, Kane for me. And uh, what's about your lucky day? Who's your risky pick? Oh, well, Mars will like this one. Now, I'm going to say, if he's fit, Virgil van Dijk. Oh! No, that's properly yeah. out of left field. Um, yeah, score a goal now, from the corner. Clean Swansea are off, like, they're not awful, but, you know, Liverpool has just banked them 5 0. Carver Hall likes to set his team up attacking. So, you know, you'd expect. If he, if he tries to go for it against Liverpool, they're probably going to give him a tonkin. And if they're going to have a lot of set pieces, then Van Dijk's the obvious aim for that, for the uh, corners and the free kicks. And like, it's, and I'd probably expect him to get a clean sheet too. So, you know, it could be a 15-pointer. So, there you go. Nice one. Uh, Mars, how about yourself? You're, um, I know I'll have to explain it to you, but the Dusty Bottoms basically is a safe captain pick, so who's your Dusty Bottoms? Well, I would have said Aguero, but I, I do agree with um, Dale that, you know, he's gone Kane, so I'll go Salah. Yeah, them two, I think, dominate the uh, safe yeah, captain pick absolutely. week in, week out. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't go wrong with them. But, uh, and, um, how about, if I can, how yeah. about your lucky day? Go on. Well, Aguero's going to be my lucky day if I if, if I can have him. But uh, if not, I also have a couple of options for people, you know. Uh, Mares, because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game at Watford. And Arnie, again, against Bournemouth. Both teams can't can't defend. So if you look at something, you know, at left field, there's, there's your two options, in my opinion. There's um there's actually a lot looking at my own lineup this week. There's um an awful lot of different options. I mean even um Firmino against Swansea could yep. be a risky a nice risky pick. <coughs> um as you mentioned, Mahrez and Arnaudovic um are also have nice fixtures. Or if you wanted to go as as Dale went with the Van Dyke pick, I mean Alonso against Brighton, you know that could be a that could be one of those ones where where an Alonso goal and clean sheet will have you have you smiling definitely, but um, but yeah, I think it's it's always risky. I think my my because I don't have Salah, it's um probably going to be on Kane. Um, uh, but but having said that, I do need to make up ground, so um, 
it'll be one of those ones I'll waver on Saturday morning and just decide to throw caution to the wind and throw it on Bobby Firmino. So he'd probably be my lucky day pick for this for this game week. Um, lads, that's all we have time for on the first Three Amigos FPL show podcast. Thanks, Mill, all of our listeners, and for sharing and liking the pod in particular tomorrow morning. We really appreciate it. Um, get following the pod Twitter account, by the way, at Three Amigos FPL. Mars, follow him at Mars05 on Twitter. Follow Dale at Chef Dale H and myself at FPL Marple. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hearing your comments on Twitter. Boo, yeah. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo we.